Welcome back to the Believers Podcast. This is episode 42. I'm your host, Mikey D. And uh, this is a fantastic tweet here from Mike Stevens at MikeyStevens81. Apparently, O'Reilly and Achiri didn't have their gear when they got traded, which was seen as a hiccup preventing them from playing tonight. O'Reilly, however, apparently, and in quotes here, Got the keys to the building and grabbed a Kiri's gear as well as his own so they would be ready. That is a belief in this team. That is passion running through motherfucking walls. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to plan the parade. (laughs) I honestly... Alright, so in this past week we've had two games and... Quite possibly the biggest trade that's that's broken Twitter. Holy fuck. While Twitter's breaking itself. Um, so, last night, I'm, I'm lying down in bed. I couldn't get to sleep. So, I'm just, I'm browsing Twitter. And the, uh, the timeline had refreshed. And I have the tweet up here now on, on the laptop. And it was from Ad Maple Leafs. I, I had to click the profile because I'm like, is is this fake? Is this is this shenanigandering? What the fuck is going on? So I tap it, takes me to the profile. It's it's legit. It was it was from the Maple Leafs. We have acquired Ryan O'Reilly. Still feels fucking surreal. One game into <laughs> into this era, um, and Noel Chile in a three team trade with St. Louis and Minnesota. St. Louis re- receives Mikhail Abramov. I, if I'm butchering the names, I am terribly sorry. And Adam Gaudet. Toronto's first round pick in 2023. Ottawa's third round pick in 2023. And Toronto's second round pick in 2024. Minnesota receives Toronto's fourth round pick in 2025. What I'm liking out of this is Nick Robertson is still a Toronto Maple Leaf and Matthew Nyes is still a Toronto Maple Leaf. Thank fuck. Um, Continuing on, uh, St. Louis will retain 50% and Minnesota will retain 25% of O'Reilly's salary as part of the trade and the Leafs also receive Josh Pillard. I, I don't know why that sounds like such a baseball name. From the Minnesota Wild as part of the transaction. So, I've got to do my homework on Josh Pillard. Because I, I, it sounds like a fucking baseball name. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that, holy shit. That trade was so wild that, like, I literally I was in a moment of I can't sleep. I'm definitely not sleeping now. I'm running through fucking walls. I, I ended up playing a game of shell. Um, <laughs> um, now you might be thinking, Mikey, in in a recent episode, didn't you say you'd be worried if the Leafs went for O'Reilly? Now, yes, I did. Um, but that's because of uh, he was. More well known to be injured than Nick Felino was when the Leafs got Nick Felino, and uh, Riley had a, a foot thing. And I got a stat here from Leafs updates, and this is 
Ryan O'Reilly pre-broken foot and post-broken foot stats. And so in 37 games played pre-broken foot, um, O'Reilly's had 10 goals, 6 assists for 16 points. That's... Eh. Um, and then post-broken foot in 3 games played, it would now be 4 games played, uh, two goals, two assists, it'd be now two assists, it's one assist here in the stat for three points, so he'd be now at four, also getting 16 minutes, uh, and 12 seconds of ice time tonight in his first game, man, he looks so good in a Leaf jersey, I mean, he already looked good in blue, but now he looks even better now that it's just blue and white, um, it, fe it feels so right, um, <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, man, it's it's been a fun week. Uh, fucking Leafs winning five to two over the Chicago Blackhawks on Wednesday, and Nylander just like he's like, no, this this game is fucking done. Literally <laughs> ten se nine seconds into the game, and the man just scores a go he wills a goal onto the scoreboard. Um, <laughs> fucking, uh, a player that the Leafs were rumored, or at least Leafs Twitter were like, oh, the Leafs should go for this guy. Sam Lafferty scored literally right after. Um, it was nice to see Sandine score, and even, uh, the game against Chicago was Austin Matthews' first game back, and he had, I'm gonna actually bring up the... Da, 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 how much time on ice Matthew okay so Matthews had 13 minutes and 39 seconds time on ice for that game he did not look like he missed a beat like he what that was a vintage Austin Matthews game and even though he only got two points one goal one assist yo that goal chef's kiss that was vintage Austin Matthews, and it was, oh, it was fucking deadly. It, it's like he wasn't even gone. Did he? Did he ever really leave? I, <laughs> um, yeah, that was just a fat, out shooting the shit out of them, forty-two to twenty-nine. Um, fucking Sammy looking really nice, um, despite having two goals get past him. He came out of the game with a uh, 931 save percentage. Um, he did not play tonight because of an illness that's kept him out. Um, <laughs> man, I've been rotating the fuck out of my goalies in in fantasy because I did not know who was going to play tonight because originally I heard, uh, well, I read on Twitter, Oh, Sam, uh, Sammy is still out with an illness. He won't be playing. So, so I picked up. It was, it was one of either. I I know it was earlier today. I can't recall already. Um, Wall or Shelgren. I picked up one of the, one of the two, and then literally within minutes, I had read a tweet that Samsonov was on the ice skating, and I'm like what the fuck, is he actually going to play, and then I actually went and picked up fucking Samsonov in, in the main fantasy league that I've, I'm, 
I'm invested in. Um, <laughs> fucking, oh man. But I ended up going with Wall, who ended up starting uh, after it was confirmed. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah. Now to move on to tonight's wonderful debut. It's funny because two new players are coming into this roster, this lineup, and, you know, it, it takes time for chemistry to build and and things to vibe and, and happen and all that. Yo, fucking... The, t the two new players added into this roster gelled so well, and it was awesome to see how like everyone just fit into play it felt so right like granted i missed half of the first period but like from the second period on third period for sure um it was such a dominant uh performance from from our buds in blue and white it was oh man and and like what's funny is like yeah montreal's shit but like there there's something about like they bring they bring the heat when they're playing Toronto, and especially if it's on a Saturday night. Um, but, like, man, the team felt... The whole team felt different tonight. Um, what was awesome was Bunting. He didn't seem as screamy tonight, or, like, upset. <laughs> Fucking, he got two goals. He's, he had some smile to him tonight. Um... And fuck, he even got the ref to call the whistle. Holy fuck. Um, <laughs> um, Bunting out of game. Nylander, it was nice to just see him score again. Holy fuck. Um, he, had a he had a really good chance earlier on in the second. Um, it would have been a sick backhand goal if, if the thing had actually happened. The puck went in the net. Um, Camp, his first goal in 28 games. Holy shit. Um, I was actually considering on picking camp for my t uh, today's Tim picks. I was so close. Ah, uh, I, I picked Johnny T. Johnny T was the only leaf that I picked for today. Ah, uh, I'm a silly goose. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, fucking the Leafs outshot them 40 to 30. Um, let's, you know what? The team in front of Joseph Wall played really well and even though he didn't have much of a chat well like 29 save night joseph wall looked really good and he got a oh my god of course he did he got a 967 save percentage on tonight it had to be 67 it had to be no other number <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, yeah, I honestly, man, like, how how can you not believe at your fucking fullest when you see Ryan O'Reilly in the lineup? Um, honestly, like, this is, for me, I, I like the idea of spreading the wealth uh, having our core four players on their own line. But if you want to mash them all up, and like, so right now we have 
Tavares, Marner, Nylander, and Matthews all in the top six. Um, like, just O'Reilly makes the Leafs richer in options because, yes, you can have them on the second line, but you can also have, have them as a third-line center. Um, it's just, oh, my goodness. I, like, he, I just said it. He makes the Leafs richer. Um, you have even more options. Like, what I, one thing I love about this Leafs team is, like, it feels like it should be the easiest thing in the world to mix and match up, uh, match the, uh, the lines here. Um, I, I, for one, have always been on the idea of, um, spreading the wealth. We have four core guys. There are four lines to play for or play on. Um, to have them run their own line would be wave after wave of goals. That'd be sick. Ryan O'Reilly makes the Leafs richer. Yeah, just this was a uh, dub of a week with two dubs and a dub of a trade. I just hope the next time, Kyle, if you're listening, I hope you are, please don't make a trade when I'm trying to go to sleep to wake up for work at 5 in the morning. Um, <laughs> oh, fucking hey. Um, Alright, so uh, to continue on with the show, because, like, yeah, just, man, it's fucking cloud nine right now. Um, three stars of the week. Let's do this off the bat because I don't have them written down. The third star of the week, I'm going to give it to Austin Matthews for not missing a fucking beat and getting a beautiful vintage Matthews goal in his first game back. Hell yeah. Let's go, baby. Uh, second star of the week, I'm going to give it to Bunting for having a hell of a fucking game tonight and being the reason Ryan O'Reilly got his first point as a Maple Leaf. Yes, it was a secondary assist. But it's still a point, goddammit. So, Michael Bunting, Mikey B, you're the second star of the week. And the first star of the week, you know it. His name's in the, this show's episode title. It's Ryan O'Fucking Riley. Let's fucking go. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Alright, so we got three games in the next week. We got Chicago tomorrow. They'll be in Chicago for that one. They will be in Buffalo Tuesday, so technically that's a home game because basically it's all defense to take up the fucking Buff the Sabres Arena. Um, Buffalo on Tuesday and Minnesota in Scotiabank Arena on Friday. Now, keep in mind that this is the most optimistic Leafs podcast you'll listen to. So all of these upcoming games and predictions will be dubs and positivity and all that good stuff so for tomorrow's game against chicago i'm gonna say the leafs dominate them six you know what fuck it seven nothing seven nothing and o'reilly's getting his first goal nhl goal as a maple leaf let's fucking go um (laughs) uh buffalo on tuesday I'm going to say the Leafs win 4-2. I just pulled that score out of my ass. I know Buffalo's been better this year, but I don't know how they've been recently. So 
That's a score that came right out of my ass. Um, <laughs> and the last game, Minnesota on Friday. I'm going to say the Leafs win 5-3. to three. Um, you, know, you know what? Just, again, seeing the Leafs, like, um, roster this deep and just packed. Yo, I want to see some fucking high-scoring games. Let's fucking go. Um, <laughs> Alright, and one last thing before we get into hockey history. I only have one fact for today, but we're going to look at the NHL standings so we can all take a fucking breather. Um, to the Leaf fans that are like, oh, the sky is falling... They are second still in the Atlantic Division in 56 games played. They have 34 wins, 14 losses, and 8 overtime for 76 points. And may I remind you all that the Toronto Maple Leafs are now 1-0-0 in the Ryan O'Reilly era. Really makes you think. Um... (laughs) And in the overall league, this is, I I like looking at the overall league. Um, Fourth overall, that's fucking gorgeous. Top five team, baby. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Um, All right. And yes, hockey history, there's only one fact for today. Um, Not a Leafs one, but I I like Luongo. So on this day in 2003, Luongo set a new Panthers team record with his sixth shutout of the season in a 3-0 dub in Montreal. Fuck the Habs. Breaking his own record of five shutouts in one season, which was set in 2000 and 2001. Holy fuck. Um, So that's all the facts I got, but... Before I sign up, and I got to make this quick because, like, I got to work in a couple of hours. Um, I have a review of Marvel Studios Presents Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because I'm a fucking nerd when it comes to Marvel stuff. Well, DC as well. Like, why hate when you can appreciate? Um, but just, I, man, I, like, I'm su- such a softie for, for Marvel stuff. So, I've had my ticket pre-ordered from, like, the moment the tickets became available. I do not fuck around when it comes to Marvel. Um, I I was so hyped for Ant-Man. Like, the trailers look sick. There's the one trailer with the edit of Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and I've been on a fucking Elton John high lately. Um, Just, this movie absolutely fucking rules. It has such an energy to it and it's electrifying uh paul rudd is uh the way i described it to my co-worker is i'm like this is paul rudd at his like peak paul ruddest like he's so energized and and like he's invested in scott lang's the character he plays um a story arc and what he goes through um, everyone gives it their all. Like, this is... It was fun to see everyone not just invested, but also having fun along the way. Um, man, just... This was a fucking colorful movie, too. Holy shit. Um, like, be, beyond the silly fucking suits and costumes, which look fucking perfect, mind you. Uh, Jonathan Majors looks 
perfect as Kang. Yes, he's wearing a silly green and purple outfit, but he looks bad the fuck ass while doing it. Um, uh, this was an absolute fucking hilarious movie. I thought it was going to be like weirdly balanced between humor and something serious. Um, the, the only seriousness was fucking how intense uh, Jonathan Majors is as Kang. Um, I um, fuck. I I don't know what else to say because like I I would have to get into spoiler talk and I will do a spoiler full review, but like that'll be down the line when the movie is available, like to watch it on Disney Plus to order the Blu-ray. Um, but for right now, if you want to go see a movie, I highly fucking recommend Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. I'm giving it a fucking 9 out of 10. That was, that was absolutely, um, a blast of a ride, and I cannot wait to see it three more times. And, uh, you know what, the only spoiler I will say, and I mean, to be fair, um, Marvel is now at like 30 movies deep and like multiple series so this should not be news to you but if it is stay until the very 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 end of the credits um, it's absolutely worth it and it's it's on par like the two post credit scenes are on par with like a world building post credit scene that's on par with uh, the Nick Fury post-credit scene from the first Iron Man, like they're they're that good. Um, I won't say what'll happen, but they're just man. It's we're building up to the next Avengers, the two Avengers movies, and I'm so fucking pumped. I'm pumped for the Leafs. I'm pumped for Marvel Studios. I'm fucking pumped on life. Let's fucking go. Um, <laughs> until next time. I'm going to call it an episode there. Um, you can follow my shenanigans on the socials at MikeyD underscore 392. And you can follow the show on, on the socials and it's at Believers Pod. And until next time, fasten your safety belts, true believers, because Ant-Man is back. And how.